Hello everyone and welcome back to EastEnders Weekly, your weekly podcast all about... Are you ready? Uh, you're looking really excited. This, it? oh. No, it's all about Newcast. Oh yes, the news came in, didn't it, yes, during the week? It did. So Chantelle is arriving, mm-hmm. Karen's other daughter. She was leaked a bit earlier than expected, I believe. because the, oh, the actress was, yeah. The actress, I should say, <laughs> yeah, um, because her Instagram... Or his Instagram or Twitter account was... Well, Zach Morris followed her, and uh, so did Danny Walters as well. Oh, right. Um, So, yeah, you need to keep an eye on these things, you see. If people start following people, let's get suspicious. So it did leak. It's a little leak. Yes, she's arriving, but she's not just arriving by herself or with her two kids that were mentioned once. Oh, no. She's also coming with her husband, who is called Grey, and he is a solicitor. Grey, Fifty Shades of Grey. So, yes, she... Seems to be the side of the family who have, like, done well for themselves. And apparently her and her mum don't get on too well. Well, there's everyone in Karen's family, bar Karen, seems to have done well for themselves because her sister, mm. uh, Hannah so from wo- S Club. Yeah, so I'm wondering <laughs> if maybe Chantelle was more friendly with her aunt, maybe, because mm. they see each other as above. And also maybe introduce then Hannah from S Club more often, <laughs> just so I can keep saying Hannah from S Club every time I reference her. Oh, yes. And she's had a baby as well. And they writ that into the story, didn't they? It's all good. <laughs> yeah, London. Yeah, London. Um, but no, it looks good. There's, they've got two kids, a boy yeah. and a girl. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Mr. Grey, speaking of Fifty Shades of Grey. Yes, yes, yes. Well, yes. we wanted um, to sex up EastEnders and, well, go check the uh, cast photos out if I was you. I know. Well, I just said it as a passing comment to you. Um, I think it was off the show that uh, there's not enough male eye candy for my liking <laughs> even though there's a list of loads <laughs> i'm such a i'm such an awful person to tune into hollyoaks right? i know i know I know. there are models on there um so we just had a few comments about the new arrivals mm-hmm. josh hayward thought they may be moving in to kim's old place oh yeah it's, it's available number one albert square yeah, the doctor's the doctor's old place yeah, they got the where, money that's where all the money people with money go don't they yeah and so. kim's coming back next week so she that is. would tie in quite nicely mm. she'd be ready there for the sale yes Gilbert says, can we just have Candice back full time? Is that too much to ask? Hannah from S Club. Yeah. I'd like that too. Um, and Kieran Smith says, I wonder if Bailey ends up moving in with them. Oh, maybe. But I like Bailey's dynamic. This week, Bailey's dynamic with the family. There were a few nice scenes when they were all integrated together. Um, and I, I think they'd be missing a, a trick if they mm. moved Maybe Bailey Mitch out. will move in. What, with... In the cellar where Claudette was buried. Yeah, and then came back to life. Where her boobs were buried. (laughs) There really is a trend in EastEnders when people kind of die and come back from the dead. Kathy? Yes. But that was a long time coming. (laughs) Hopefully Abby, one day, comes back from the dead. She She wakes up from her coma. Did she die on screen? You only really saw the monitor, didn't you? You did, yeah. (laughs) My theory is that Max then snuck the body out to America to get her her treatment that he wanted. Or Abby just came back to life, took out the wires and just ran. Yeah. Knowing that there was problems (laughs) afoot. So yeah, I'm looking forward to Lorna Fitzgerald returning four years. <laughs> Again, somehow it got snuck into the episode really early on too. So kudos for that. Thank you. Um, so <laughs> we are actually a podcast about EastEnders. Yes. Not just about the new Atkins family. Oh, no, no, no. Um, and we are discussing episodes from the 11th to the 14th of March. Lovely. Um, I'm Alex, by the way. Are you? I am. I haven't changed my name. I'm Ben, the host as well in case anyone wondered. <laughs> so we've got lots to discuss again this week. Yeah, lots of story packed, real packed episode. So again, we apologise early. No classic EastEnders this week. But I'm sure we'll reference back yeah. to it now and then. And it is the show. good. It's really good. I like 88. Yeah. 87, whatever you were in. 88. We're in 88. Yeah, it's a really good year. Mm. Kenny's home. 
stirring up trouble with Pat. Yeah, that's well good, like five episodes in a row. Yeah. Kenny and Bills. Yeah, it's very good. Right, so the first one we're doing is the Slaters. So we found Jean. Yes, Jean's been found wearing the stripy red and white top and the little woolly hat. <laughs> yeah, so she's been in like a fantasy world. This caravan she's treating as like a escape from the real world, basically. Yeah, so a little cocoon, isn't it? Like, mm. and it's been it's been filmed as such as well, um, especially at the end of the week, uh, which again we'll get to when she kind of it's almost like she's it's like just a safety blanket for her. Yeah, and so she has to take a deep breath in order to leave this this safety mm. this safe place. As the week was going on, we talked about that weird, creepy man that keeps talking to her. Mm. I was wondering because she's off her pills and she's having jelly beans instead. It's like <laughs> like no one else has talked to this man. Was he like a her imagination yeah. is what I wondered, but I don't think he was because you saw them all hiking. When we never saw the man though, even in the photograph when they oh, discovered. No, I don't believe so. Even when they discovered, you know, they discovered where Jean was staying, and mm. in the photograph he wasn't there. And you think because they came quite close friends that it would be more of a reveal in that way. Yeah, because he invited her to the mm. hike. So but, I was wondering whether they were doing that, but yeah. we never know. Well, also he offered to sell the caravan, and that's just kind of just. That was just forgotten. Yeah, it was yeah. like nothing also, came of it. Also, how yeah. did that box fit through the door? What, the, the lily box? Yeah. The box. The, the Trojan box. box. <laughs> the magic caravan, I think, because that door's quite small and that box was quite wide. He's just punching the sides <laughs> in. Lily screaming from inside. Stop! That's how um, Jean knew that she was inside yeah, the whole time. It's really obvious. <laughs> just the soft, the sound of soft skin being hit by a delivery driver. And again, last week I said it's nice that Lily's seemed to be getting a few more lines and things, and she yeah. had even more. And she's quite a decent actress, actually. Really good. Really impressed. Um, Amy still. Mm. <laughs> oh yeah, Amy had her. I want cereal. Yeah. yeah that's not fair. Such a shame though, because she's like a Mitchell, and she needs to be amazing. They'll change her in time. She'll go away yeah. for a week. I think Lily and Bailey are safe for recasting. Mm. Bailey, but, um... well, definitely. If they recast Bailey, I would. There, there'll be letters. <laughs> there would be letters. Yeah, I think Lily and Bailey are the only ones that are safe from the recast mm. at the moment. Yeah, Lily's really shone this week. Uh, there was the scene we've mentioned where they basically, when they find out where Jean is staying, they all kind of hurry toward uh, the caravan, chasing Jean. Mm. Jean and hides herself in the caravan and. Uh, Lily comes up with the idea that, like what she studied at school last week, because Lily goes to school and listens. Yeah, you see? The, the kids in the square are so much brighter than any of the adults. <laughs> they, they always seem to come up with the great ideas. Yeah, they got all the ideas. Because they, they were doing like a Roman dress-up thing and she sent the photo to Jean. And Jean had it on her phone and that brought a few memories back. And obviously that was tied into mm. her learning about the Trojans. That's it. I uh, also want to talk about the scene for Jean's initial appointment that Martin and Stacey went to just in case Jean turned up. Yes. When that Martin, was a great scene. Martin flirted. <laughs> he, gave, he was giving me like Arthur Fowler vibes on that episode. Ooh, when did you ever see Arthur flirt like, no, like that? The way Martin was acting, it, it, it was like he was he was like his dad's son to me. Like they, The see. way they had written him, it was very Arthur Fowler. Well, he was looking after Stacey, yeah. despite everything that Stacey threw. The amount of abuse Stacey gave, well, not just Martin, but she also threw so much abuse toward Kat as well. And all they were doing was trying to comfort her and calm her down. And Stacey was adamant, you know, oh, you can't, you can't, you can't tell me what to do. You can't keep telling me that everything's going to be okay. It's not going to be okay. Mm. But, you know, Martin had his way a couple of times. He really did soften Stacey this week. It was, and it was nice to see Martin and Stacey, like, getting on. And they were mm. laughing and joking a little bit. He, like, finally broke through that Slater shell. Yeah. But, like, she's been so horrible to him, like, the past few months. Like, every time he says something, it was nice to see them actually mm. laugh for once. I mean, I did love his face. I love his face every time he... 
he basically whenever there's a put down on him and you can just see the kind of like oh disappointed the sigh it's like mm. okay that's what reminds me of arthur because arthur mm. was always put down upon and mm. he never let it get to him no is that reminded it's like oh yeah you are his son actually Maybe they remembered that Martin might have a breakdown. Maybe father likes it because Doctor Leg did say when Doctor Leg came into the Vic, you need to keep an eye on Martin. He's more like his dad than you think. Yeah. Although that was John York, not Kate Oates. So yeah, but that's you know, deleted from it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's an early warning that uh, father traits are going to start coming out in well i martin. keep seeing people every time martin talks to a female character i see online martin's gonna have an affair with that person with <laughs> ruby with cat mm. so are they they hinting that he could cheat on stacy i hope not I, I think they've had enough in that marriage of affairs and things yeah on I, her side. martin i think was hurt martin's the kind of character that is hurt and would never do anything that hurt him to someone else mm. this week also rainy said to uh, martin to keep an eye on kush because he was saying insinuating again that kush could start something again with stacy mm. and martin just laughed it off you yeah. know it's it, martin's i don't think martin's got the trait in, in him yeah to be like as no, as evil towards Stacy. I think if he tried it, he'd just instantly feel guilty mm. the next morning and just couldn't live with himself. Yeah, I mean, speaking of Kush, is there a, a, a something happening between him and Bex? That was hinted at again this week. I feel. When was that? I didn't see. Well, that. Bex's words that she said to Stuart to like encourage him to see a girl, and she said, "You you can't help who you fall in love with." And it's like, is that foreshadowing her oh, falling in love with Kush? You're really stringing that no, one I'm along. No, I'm not. Yes, you found no. a meaning where there maybe I know, wasn't one. No, I know why they put these lines in. That's one of them. Mm, I, th- I think you might be looking a bit too yeah, well, much. We will see in a few well, months. Well, we shall. We? We I'll pick this shall. clip out again and prove <laughs> you wrong like I like to. Moving on with the Slaters. So Jean doesn't turn up to her appointment. Big Mo, who's been chucked out, poor OAP on the streets. Yes. Forgotten from her family. She's the one who works out where Jean is, actually. After a really good scene, a phone call between Stacy and Jean mm. in the evening. And it oh, was yeah, just really good. It was really quite a long scene, wasn't it? It was a long scene. It was just it was cut between Stacy and Jean, the the whole scene. It wasn't cut. It didn't mm. go to something else in between. And how well were they both acting? It was like they were acting amazing. off each other, but obviously it's a phone call. It's separate. They were acting to no mm. one. But it was amazing how they were acting off each other. But mm. And particularly in the beginning of the week, the way the episode was shot was very different it wasn't stay it didn't feel staged it felt loose and relaxed and there was a lot of movement with the mm. camera um which i really enjoyed actually i really liked it yeah, i like that new change they've done in, yeah. in direction because you notice it when the, like when um sean o'connor took over he used to do those weird like a wobbly cam like a wobbly cam didn't <laughs> it? it was really weird or like the uh, slow motion cameras a lot mm. and it was like that didn't really work but the ones that they're using now are really good well, the, the the kind of shots they're using. So yeah. there, there's a very there's a lot of slow zooming in, mm. and there's a lot of um the camera. And there's lots of different like angles of the set used. Yeah, and lots of things. It's well, the, the laundrette. Better. The laundrette. You saw a, the in the opposite side, and mm. they seem to be using that more now as a, yeah. as, as a new. I don't know. Maybe because it's a smaller set, they don't need to mm. use quite. And so even much the room. shot of Jack and Rainey in the Vic, they had like a shot on him, shot on her. They had a shot going like around the table. So mm. they must have taken it like three times yeah. so they're obviously putting a bit more i mean it is multi-camera they, it. they probably did it still in one you know cut mm. but uh it, yeah just the fact that there's Big a improvement there's a bit of thought rather than just plonk a camera here plonk a camera here and film yeah it. like static yeah there seems to be a little bit more thought of the movement and it, mm. it's it's really appreciated so yeah really yes. good julie noticed julie so um 
we get to the caravan park because Big Mo, because um, she knows. Stacy mentions the name that Jean says, which is like, what is it, Princilla, Princinella? No, Citronella. Cit- it's not Citronella. It's Prince P something. Petronella. Petronella. Citronella yes. is that stuff you use for getting rid of spiders in your house. Ooh, yeah. I'll take ten. <laughs> you got me, Ben. <laughs> um, so yeah, they work out that she is in a caravan park because that's where they went for a happy time. Happy holidays yeah. once upon a time that Stacey was, forgot about. Yeah, it was, yeah. Well, no, Stacey was too young, but they used to go on on family holidays with it was like, like their aunt or, and uh, they used to play cards. And it was a happy, as you say, it was a, a happy, happy place, place for Jean. Yeah. So she went back, mm. rented a caravan. So all of them troped down on location. And then you say there's a running scene when they're trying to chase Jean because they see her on her hike. Yes. <laughs> can't catch up. Cat can't catch up. Martin can't. You think Martin would be able to catch up with Gene? Yeah. I don't think he was really trying. He was just kind of failing be behind. Yeah. He's he tired from <laughs> the past years. Well, exactly. From, from being, you know, hacked down by Stacey the whole week, he's probably just <laughs> knackered mentally. Yeah. He'd want to get in the caravan first. Yeah, probably. He'd probably like, Gene, nice. let me in. I want to join you. <laughs> It'll break I, away. I don't want to get you out. Um, but Lily was the one, because Lily, like, said, oh, can I come? And they're like, no. But then... She does come, so obviously there's a reason for that in mm. the story. Um, and she's the one who decides to go into the box and um, get Jean out. Cause, but yeah. Jean like knows the whole time that she's there. She does. Well, she has that talk to herself, but it was quite a nice scene, actually, because it was almost like Jean wanted someone to listen to her. Mm. So she knew that Lily was in that box the whole time, and she had this... She almost just let it all out, and knowing that Lily's almost a safe person to talk to, because she's not going to judge judge yeah, exactly mm. she's not gonna go around telling everyone and so it was almost uh cathartic for jean to just let let it all out and that was all she needed then she had her mm. rest she had her break from everyone and all she now she wanted to return and she it was, was ready to face up to yeah. it was problem. heartbreaking though because you mm. know that the reason that jean was doing it was because she knows that she's not well so she was like just trying to avoid it because she doesn't want to admit mm. what she already knows because then she goes to the doctor's appointment and that is a horrible scene where the doctor says it's bad news you've got this and she just sits there yeah but you can tell she's such a good actress because you can just tell everything that's going through her brain the second mm. that's said to her but yeah very sad it was stage really, three stage three ovarian cancer mm. it was nice also when stacy got out her book and uh, she had all those questions and you could see jean looking over and smiling that she had Someone this guardian angel yeah mm. this, this 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 her daughter that who wanted to look after her but this also tore Jean a little bit and at the end of the week she went to Shirley and asked if she can stay with her a little bit because she didn't want to be as much of a burden on Stacey as she yeah. has in the past mm. and she does actually end up moving in with Shirley doesn't she so yeah well Shirley got the wrong end of the stick because <laughs> Shirley thought she just meant staying there for half an hour with yeah. a bag of crisps and maybe an orange juice and it was like oh no two weeks oh okay mm. right <laughs> I wonder how long that's going to last for like because Linda will be back soon mm. I wonder how long Jean's going to stay there there is room there though oh yeah yeah. More room in the Slater House, isn't there? Yeah, well, exactly. People are slowly moving out of the they Slater are. House. I think the realisation has suddenly come <laughs> that there may be a few too many yeah. in there. But um, I'm not sure what stage three, how g- good or bad that is. I don't I think mean, it sounds great. I mean, doing I did like real quick research. It means that it has spread mm. elsewhere, like either lower back or things. So yeah, I don't know. They didn't really go into that at the doctor's appointment didn't they i'm guessing they're going to give us a bit more information about yeah. what that means later i think they're going to do this a lot more in depth than perhaps they have before they've kind of got the i'm scared i'm not 
I'm not acknowledging it's happening to me story out the way mm. quite quickly and early on. A normally, informative ish. No. Yeah, they they normally they with a cancer story it can be a little bit almost play by play that people are just scared and they don't want to acknowledge it and they do acknowledge it eventually and they get the treatment and that's it and everyone's happy. But with this, I think they're going to play it much more realistically and I'm really mm. looking forward to seeing, especially with such a wonderful actress uh, playing the main role, Jean. Yes. Um, I just think it's going to be performed fantastically and really interesting. Yeah, and you know, now that Jean's back next week, you <gasps> we might get that phone call from that red-headed angel. <laughs> <laughs> more, more candy for the eyes. Yeah, so obviously Sean needs to be introduced soon. It's coming up to it. Yeah, Come I know. On. I'm very excited. Very yeah. excited to see soon. him back. Soon, soon, soon. Mm. So next up, we've just got a very like quick double story-ish. We've got Sharon and Phil. Phil's back. He's returned, and as usual, whenever he returns, straight upstairs. <laughs> yeah, slap on the bum. Slap on the bum. He did Run, it again. Yeah. And Sharon did a little giggle. Woo! Run down ran. the hallway. <laughs> um, and she's found out a little bit about information about Keanu. Mm. But he's okay, but he said that Keanu might just stay out there for good, yeah, apparently. not happy. Said he, he, and he said to Sharon, it sounds like he's, there's someone here he doesn't want to see. And oh. Sharon's face was like... <gasps> Yeah, really. Me, <laughs> Sharon Mitchell. No, <laughs> not me. Surely not. Flicks her hair, looks so, at her mobile phone. Yeah, that's exciting. But I do did... know that he's coming back at some point. Mm, I did love this. A, a quick mention of the scene when they're in the restaurant, and Phil did the equivalent of snapping his fingers and demanding that he gets a table because I am a Mitchell. Oh yeah, I and they waited like half a second. It wasn't even. Yeah, he walked through the door. Yes. Where's the table? <laughs> It's so silly. I, I, you know, I'm surprised Habiba and Ikra didn't say, well, there's McClunkey's down the road. You get served well, straight Sharon away there. Sharon says you get better service at McClunkey's in oh. this place. Wow. That's what she said as she walked out. Oh, I missed that little Also mentioning shade. little scenes mm. quickly. Um, the Martin and Kathy scene was really good. Oh, I loved that. It was Absolutely. so like not needed or wasn't to do with anything. No. But they put it in. The fact for, they acknowledged it. It was Pauline and Pete on their yeah, birthday. It was their birthday. Yeah, I was very happy that we saw that. I, was, I, was, I even forgot. And and because uh, I thought I remembered it and I, well, I was surprised by it. That's mm. all. It was really good. It was like not didn't have to do that, but they did it. Mm. So we appreciate it. And it was just a, as you say, just a little scene. It was it was just snuck in. Yeah. Last minute. <laughs> um. So the other storyline we're going to quickly touch on is the male storyline because she's struggling to pay for Hunter's solicitor. Yes. She needs the money. She can ask Gray. When he comes in in a few weeks, can't she? <laughs> well, I think she's got she's got she's got the plan all underway, hasn't she? Because she's trying she's to desperate to find money in any business she can, basically. Yeah, but Ian Bill seems to be the uh, most profitable <laughs> one and the most legal one. I suppose she could go to Phil if she wanted to, but that would be money laundering mm. and not really. Is she going to try and time. marry Ian to get the money, or she's going to get it like yep. business wise? I think she's going to try to. Yeah, marry Yeah, but Ian. there's a trouble here because you know she didn't like Ray because he had multiple wives. Ian's still married to Jane, so... <laughs> yeah, and isn't true. she still married to Ray? But see, this is Adulterous. what... Adulterous. Double. Could, yeah. When I was, organi- when I was uh, looking up Mel for uh, just research purposes, she's still down as Mel Owen. And mm. even on the credits, she's Mel Owen. Yes. But surely she's married to Ray. Kelly. So she should be... Mel Kelly. Mel Kelly. Which sounds a bit like a game show host from the 80s. But still, I just... Well, maybe because they didn't go back and sign the papers after the wedding. Well, you sign the book. Well, yeah, but it was a registry Maybe. office. You do yeah, it at know. the registry office. Mm. I just thought that's a bit Maybe because suspicious. he's dead, that's fine. <laughs> she's widowed, so... Well, she's taken her I name guess. back yeah. for Paul Back Owen. Did it quick. Yeah. I just thought, I just found that a bit strange. I suppose you wouldn't want any attachment. She's a widow, so... Well, and also, that, you don't want the attachment to Ray, really, no. does she? she but she... he's still married to Jane. But Ian is. Yes. Not Ray. 
So she's going from one adulterer to another. Well, no. Well, yes, because Ian has been flirting with her. So, yes, you're correct. But at the same time, I think that Mel is going into this much more knowingly than she did before. Hmm. She's got the books, at least. And she's like, yes. she's dropping hints to Cathy that the sisters aren't very good at their job and she could do it much better. Yes. And so also, that... she did admit to Cathy that she is needs the money, too. She needs need to... the money. She needs the money. And she needs to earn a little bit more for the solicitor fees. Um, but Cathy, you know... Our matriarch of the square. Yeah. Has said no. What I think is what goes, Mel. Well, she doesn't say that. She says she trusts Masood's judgment. <laughs> now, let's look back at Masood's judgment in the Who past, shall we? Who left the sisters we? in charge to ruin the business. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He put, uh, put them in charge in the first place because it was out of spite toward <laughs> Ian and Max. Um, obviously, Cathy wasn't to know that, but still. And kissed Cathy and then went on the phone and said, there's nothing awful for me, to his son. Yeah. Yeah. Behind her <laughs> While back. looking at Cathy. Yeah. <laughs> And um and dro- and when she- his reappearance most recently he was sleeping in a ice cream van. I mean, is Masu's judgment so hot that it deserves <laughs> letting two complete strangers to run your son's well, business? I trust over ice queen Mel. Uh, give Mel her due. She has a business head on her shoulders. I guess. And, and so she the does things she was saying it. did make sense. Yeah. The fact that they did a launch night for a restaurant that's already open. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is true. And they bought that box of wine. That yeah, they, French wine. for yeah, a... Which no one will buy unless you sell it at the cost and then you won't make any profit mm-hmm. on it. I mean, at least you'll Kathy break even. Kathy likes it, though. Kathy loves it. I think Kathy's the one making the profit on the red wine. <laughs> she keeps drinking it. But mm-hmm. um, no, Kathy said no, Mel. Mm-hmm. After Mel's in-depth analysis, she uh, got thrown away. Mm. So she's back to square one again, really. Well, she back... had like She saw that Jack was back. Mm. And she didn't want to talk to him, even though he wanted to kind of make amends. Well, he said hi. She rightfully dismissed him. Snapped it. <laughs> yeah. Go away. But, yeah, I mean, she's only got a few weeks until the court case. It's like beginning of April, I think, Hunter's Yeah, she got the case. letter, didn't she, this mm. week? It was, yeah, I think... Something like the 7th of April, yeah. something like that. So, yeah, she needs to get that cash up. She spoke to Hunter, which was yet another really good scene. Like, I was quite... Mm. Took my breath a little bit when I watched the scene. No, genuinely. It, it was, but it was really well acted. You were acted. there in the room with her, is how they were doing it, weren't they? Well, really? yeah, all the background noise stopped as soon as she picked up the phone call. And um, it was it was like she was in her own world talking to Hunter on the phone. And you never heard... Obviously, the actor now is getting his rapping career on I'm YouTube I'm wondering, sorted. do you think Hunter's now... that He's left now? Like, Do you think we're not going to see him again? A bit like how Dino just left. Yeah, I do. I think that they're just going to do that. everything off screen. Yeah. So she'll go to the court case, come back, Jack will be like, it was a court case, and she'll be like, it was awful, go away. And, you know, mm. yeah, no, nothing, go no on. more. It's a bit of a funny exit for He him, wanted it. I think he wanted that yeah. exit, to be honest with you, a kind of clean break. So his last scene was when he was in jail talking to his mum on the phone, but no more, no more. Just scenes with Mel talking mm. on the phone she needs to make some friends she's so lonely on that square but then like, I... she just kept sitting in the cafe sitting in the vic mm. sitting in the 20 sitting in the cafe again but she <laughs> sitting has wolfily. but she yeah <laughs> on her own, own drinking wine she's getting friendly with kathy i suppose but well kind of kathy's gonna be the woman in her way of ian i think she's gonna oh yeah she'll be telling um ian not to Trust, trust Kathy's her. judgment. <laughs> yeah, trust my judgment. I trust Masood's. Mm. Yeah, no. I, I like that Mel's being isolated, though, because it kind of makes her this kind of... Woman on a mission. Yeah, she's got a plan, and she's just narrowly looking mm. down this path to go straight to it. Yeah. So I like this Mel. I like cold yeah, Mel. I, I didn't like happy Mel. No. I don't want happy Mel anymore. I want mean no. Mel. She's much better when she's mean. Um. So next up, we have a new section, because Julie's legacy has finished everyone. In case she wondered. Oh no! 
What's replacing it? Well, we've got a new section called First Till Last. So welcome to our new section, First Till Last, where we're going to be looking back at a character's like arc from their first episode to their last episode. To and their it's ins- named after the lovely Neymar Neymar's shop. shop. Yes, first till last. <laughs> but she's not our first subject. No, no. We thought we'd go for someone um, a bit more familiar. Yes. We've got the battle axe from Wolford, who took the title from her late mother in 88, the Pauline Fowler. Oh. Yes. We'll be discussing Pauline Fowler and how she changed, because she's probably one of the characters who had the biggest change from when she was first in the show to when she left the show. Yeah, really noticeable, because obviously being the young age that i am i started watching or being aware of eastenders from like the early to mid 90s Mm. and my perception of pauline fowler is entirely different to the one that i see now when we're watching the classic episodes of eastenders Mm. it's really bizarre to see it that way a lot of people used to say that she had you know her character had changed quite a lot and um obviously not seeing it in the way that perhaps people had seen it from the beginning i remember my mum used to watch eastenders and she said when Pauline Fowler was announced that she was dying, she was like, oh, thank, thank God that bat- she's gone, that battle axe. And mm. it's like, I remember her being not liked when she left the show. Yeah, she became a really unlikable mm. and kind of nasty character, which was a real turn up for the books, considering she was so loved. But in the 90s, she was still mm. especially quite, people had a lot of affection to her. And it really her. upset Wendy Richards as well, because mm. she obviously had known Pauline Fowler since the she knows her the most and it really upset her that people used to say that she was this cold-hearted battle axe and Mm. how the producers changed her and they used to say oh she's this dowdy cardigan wearing woman and that really upset her because I remember her saying in an interview once that actually she only ever wore cardigans like the first three years and never but it's things sort of attached to her in the papers and things so i mean we've just got a little extract we want to read out which is from eastenders inside story because obviously pauline was one of the original characters so she has like an original character outline Mm. this is what when they first created her in 1985 this is what pauline was meant to be pauline is a twin sister of pete 40 and a chip off the old Bill block plucky determined to battle through whatever the odds a warm practical unsophisticated woman you stand by your man, do your duty, fight for your kids, and have a Sunday roast for dinner. So mm. that's like the outline of Pauline's mm. original character, which is true. When you watch the old episodes, she was a lot more softer, a lot more warmer. Yes, approachable. She would she would have a much more thoughtful outlook into a situation or a problem, rather mm. than her direct number one go-to would be to shout or be angry mm. or to, to be a battle axe, as it were. Mm. Like the great example of when Michelle first tells that she's pregnant and she's ironing the clothes and she just goes okay then that's okay we'll Mm, deal with that mm. and it's really like calm and she really takes michelle in Mm. and she's caring then you like fast forward to like 2003 when vicky turns up as a teenager and she's the right old battle axe to her and she's she's not welcoming to vicky no things like that so yeah big big changes yeah she almost doesn't want anything to do with her and she i mean this was quite late on as we said and this at that point she had almost became uh, tired with everything that had happened mm. to her up until that point. Well, she was a hardened woman because mm. so much had happened. Because the Bill Fowlers, everything comes down to family. Yes. They're the core of EastEnders. They were the first family created for the show. Mm. And the whole of Walford was meant to revolve around them. So she lost, you know, bits of her family every few years. So it kind yeah. of did harden her into this 
this horrible woman. Yeah. Is it a bit like Ian Bill now, turning into a horrible woman? <laughs> it is. Because um, <laughs> she, she lost Mark, who died of AIDS. She lost Arthur, her husband, from mm. a brain hemorrhage. After, obviously, Arthur had the affair as well. Mm. And, and there was a scene, because we watched the last ever episode, and her and Dot have a scene together. And Dot says, you know, a lot of people say the moment your heart stopped was when Arthur left, and you'd never quite recovered since then so that must have been the start of sort of her character changing mm. yeah dot says she has a cruel tongue and yeah you you're the light went out of you when arthur died um, mm. so that was obviously seen as the indicator of when they made pauline even more harder at that point mm. i mean let's start then with the first episode so which well pauline's first episode was also the first episode of the soap itself and when we were introduced to Pauline, and she was quite playful, wasn't she? She was quite giggly. She was um, excited. She mm. obviously had the news that she was hiding from everyone, uh, <laughs> that she she was pregnant. Yeah. Her first scene was in Dr. Legg's office, where, um, where she's getting examined. And so Dr. Legg's encouraging her to tell Lou, but she's not sure how she's going to tell Lou. She wants Arthur to tell Lou. So again, this is, this is a different Pauline from what you see 20 years on, mm. where she's much more confident and she'll tell people how it is. Mm. You know, here she has she has respect for Lou, has respect for people's privacy and kind of wants to unburden her information through mm. someone else. I guess what it is, is because Lou, her mum is there, she's the head of the house. And while her mum is there, she doesn't have to be. Yeah. So she sort of can take a seat back and mm. she knows that... <laughs> Lou Bill will just sort everything out. And then obviously from the episode where Lou passes away, I think Lou's last scene, someone tries to interrupt her and she says, no one interrupts Lou Bill mid-sentence. And then like a few episodes later during the funeral, one of the Bill family say to try to say something can interrupt Pauline. And Pauline says the same line as her mum. Mm. And she then sits in Lou's chair. Lou's chair. And that's where she will sit, continue to sit mm. for then throughout. So again, it's, it's almost... A bit, a bit like Game of Thrones, isn't it? She's yeah, taken over, over. Yeah, she's taken over the seat, the throne, which is where the matriarch of the family sits and Pauline. Um, so this was maybe the first step for Pauline's change uh, after Lou had died. Before mm. then, we saw uh, Pauline as almost, she would stand behind Lou as, a, as the person. If Lou had something to say, Pauline would let Lou have it. But if anyone um, had anything to say to Lou, she would defend Lou to the hilt. Mm. But... Um, yeah, but never really had her own opinion. It was always what Lou felt or f- mm. uh, felt. But um, she obviously took over that role. Mm. And the writers, they tried to create her into, like, her mum, but they kind of missed their way a bit. Because Lou was, she was fearful, mm. but she also had a massive heart. Whereas later, Pauline, 2005, 2006, they tried to give her that, that fearfulness of Lou, but they kind of forgot to give they her that heart, heart and that yeah, family part yeah. of her. So she just came across as cold. Yeah. Which was a shame because Pauline was such a lovable yeah. character. But she was a warm character. And as you say, a bit, and when they realised that they were making Pauline to a much colder, you know, almost heartless character, um, they almost they, they played off with it. So they, they instead of trying to correct their error, they carried on down that mm. path and i think that was a bit of a mistake for paulie yeah it was i mean it was speaking of her exit wendy richards chose to leave mm. um because they tried to marry her off again and i remember that wendy richards has said you know julia smith this isn't what she would have wanted she created the character yeah and she said pauline would never remarry the same as lou she never got over her albert yes that's even right. though albert wasn't the best husband 
Lou's eyes, he was perfect. Mm-hmm. Kind of. Not really, but in her eyes, he was. Mm-hmm. And that's the same as Pauline with Arthur. Like, it, Arthur yeah. was described as a guy who's not very good at anything. But they stood with each other. Yeah, he's dependable. And he would, yeah, again, at the beginning, Arthur was dependable and could be looked after Pauline and, mm. and wanted her, you know, her to be happy. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that was the final straw for Wendy. She said, well... If you're going to marry me off, then I'm I'm leaving the show out of mm. respect because it's not not what the character would have done. I mean, they they there's a shame they ruined Pauline also because they took away so much of her family. I mm. mean, as you said, a lot of her family depleted around her. Um, and I joke I jokingly said like Ian Bill, but that is kind of what they've done to Ian the Bills as well. Hence why we say build up the Bills. But mm. with Pauline, they because the whole Bill ethos is family and everyone you know sticks together to lose that as your main component about your character makes your character a bit redundant and a bit useless and so then they kind of used her anger and her bitterness as a way of just kind of getting her integrated with the, within the crew yeah with yeah. the cast again in the story yeah the producers argued to her they said listen if we don't have you married off we've run out of storylines for you mm. so it was like a kind of like a catch-22 situation mm. i think it probably was the right decision for her to leave um it's just a shame that they killed her off like she could have left to live in america with michelle which was obviously the plan and in the yeah. very last episode because mm. um on the, on the 25th of december 2006 which is when pauline uh, had her final scenes she leaves the square but not on her not not in body more in spirit <laughs> let's just say yes right next to arthur's bench yes which was um Nice, but yeah, the last episode, the whole house is being packed up. She's fallen out with Martin, her mm. last connection to the square. Yeah. Ian's begging accept. her to stay, um, mm. and she's just basically called him weak for taking Jane back, and like she has no respect for him anymore. So again, just nasty and cold, mm. and just doesn't want any link to him. And um, yeah, I mean, it, the sad thing is like her end ended up in like a murder, who done it thing, mm. which is such like a. It was so unnecessary for a legacy character like that. Yeah. Like, to have this happen off screen of her husband, who's been in it, not very popular. He'd been in it for, like, a year. He's the one that ended up killing Pauline Fowler by hitting her with a frying pan. The voice of Mr. Ben. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> oh, she, she she deserved a lot more, I think. And she didn't, you know, Julie's theme. She yeah, there was She no, didn't even get one of them. That was shocking. I mean, that's what kind of brought us to... This, the idea of this section wasn't it because we were doing the Julius themes and we, we, I was sure there was a Pauline Fowler when her death came oh. and there wasn't one yeah. and that's, that's just remarkable so I mean to Pauline Fowler's defence I'd be pretty miffed as well if I wasn't getting a mm. Julius theme after all those years of being on the soap yeah just She's over 25 years yeah. and then didn't get a very good mm. ending or send off but... she never really got to, um, to say sorry to Martin either because she was leaving Martin on bad terms too mm. she left a voicemail yeah <laughs> which but, she's credited for later but, um, <laughs> but what did she 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 didn't uh approve of her relation his relationship back with sonia did she no she's a tramp lesbian adulterer she she it's because martin was her last grip on her family because mm. michelle had left mark's gone arthur's gone her mum's gone so she really did become extremely clingy to martin and no one else can have him but her and obviously that backfired on her. Yeah, she was. She was. She, she even said it to Sonia when Sonia tried to build the bridges between them. She was like, "Martin's mine, and you've taken him away from me." And it's again, it's such a possessive thing. She, 
she almost expects this respect but doesn't give it out so mm. she expects it but doesn't want to share it with well, anyone well that comes back from her mum again doesn't mm. it she you know you don't earn respect you just have respect because i am who i am i suppose that comes from her mum yeah i mean there was there's a story that i remember hearing where um the queen visited the set of eastenders and they were Basically, Wendy Richard presumed that she would be the one showing the Queen around the square, but it was actually fallen upon Barbara Windsor, who was Peggy. Mm. And apparently that caused a bit of a rift for, well, till the very end, really, between them, um, because she felt like she had that taken away. So I think, in a funny way, Pauline Fowler's character kind of imitated life and art. It it, it was almost becoming in, encompassed into one mm. thing. Pauline Fowler had famous feuds throughout her time mm. and obviously the first one she ever had was dirty den which you know that was the softer pooling so it wasn't a huge feud and no. with pat and things but like, as the years went on she had feuds with peggy with cora with with loads of different females on there mm. and she always had the last say and it was always about protecting her family well but, um, which is which is great because that's what fowler did you know fowler looked after their family but you always felt like again when you watched an argument between peggy and uh Pauline or between you know Pauline or anyone you always felt like Pauline was a bit she didn't it felt alien to her to be this nasty and to be it didn't feel right seeing her saying these words to the mm. character the other characters yes she would be you know she'd be she could show anger toward a character but it's just sometimes the things she said it just didn't seem it felt out of place for that character to say it, even until the very end when you recognize the character you know Pauline to be this nasty mm. yeah uh, the change bitter. in her was when she had her hair from long to short mm. that's when she ch- they were trying to change her character then mm. and that's when it went really downhill but they t- yeah they turned her to 11 and yeah. just, just made it it almost, almost became cartoon like it's just ridiculous how, how some of her feuds became. her and peggy having a fight over um louise and mark and lisa mm. in the pub is one of the most like the best written argument ever yeah and it's amazing and it is iconic and then they sort of ruined it towards the end and the second it was like the turning point was when she had her hair cut short and mm. it just lost but they almost had her arguing for argument's sake mm. it's like again if we go to the last episode when dot begs pauline not to leave because dot says she's her only attachment to the past and pauline just says goodbye dot and it's mm. like she's just Cold. nothing yeah nothing there yeah. and it just really felt I mean, obviously, they wanted her to have this horrible, you know, this horrible demise, really. But it just didn't feel right for Pauline. Yeah, it was. It would have been so much better for her to have just left mm. and like lived with Michelle. And yeah. like, she, you know, I know Wendy passed away a few years later, but technically, Pauline could still be alive now, like today. Do like, you reckon they'd ever recast America? Not recast me, Pauline. <laughs> but just to think that she could still be alive in America. And, yeah. Yeah, it's a shame that they had to do that. I mean, there was one time where we may not have had Pauline. Yes, of course. There's a little scoop here because in 1989, she was to be killed off. Yeah, it was meant to be a cancer storyline. Yes, it was. Yeah. It was. I mean, the BBC were a bit hesitant at it because that's when Julia Smith left and mm. the first changeover and a lot of cast had left like Angie and Den. And um, the BBC were a bit hesitant of letting Pauline Fowler go as well. Um, but the new producer wanted to, he wanted to changed the show he had plans to get rid of i think at least 10 characters mm. at the time and yes yeah, she they gave her a mystery illness to begin with so it wasn't certain yes but yeah she was to die in 1989 of cancer which could you imagine if they no, went I know. through that i know well it would have been the end of the fowlers wouldn't it really and it might have been the end of the bills too because mm. the links would have just kind of disappeared between them yeah but um no he got stopped 
in his tracks. Mm, I bet Adam Woodyat was pleased with that. <laughs> Still going strong. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just to think, like, how it could have been so different. Like, mm. that was right at the beginning of the show as well, the first five years. Yeah, quite early on, if mm. you think about it. If you think about the long scheme of things. It's just, yeah. And it would have taken away some really iconic moments as well, because it would have taken away her whacking Arthur around the head with the frying pan, you know, having mm. those... Uh, great scenes having the scene there's a lovely scene between her and pat when they're on the swings and mm. it's taken away some really massive moments iconic scenes so yeah. so thankfully that wasn't yes the case but yeah that would have been worrying mm-hmm. that wouldn't have been good but she she lasted to 2006 she did pretty much crawling to the end mm. unfortunately she didn't have the big bang that perhaps she deserved no. but um the fruit bowl broke and that was the end. That was the end. <laughs> it was a metaphor of, of her life breaking around her. It was. But um, <laughs> no, it was really interesting to see her change from the beginning to the end through all this. Obviously not for the best, probably. But it was still interesting to see how like she has such a change from the beginning to the end. Mm. As in, some characters don't, like Alfie Moon, for example. Like, Well, you, well we can talk about Alfie yeah. Moon another time, maybe. But, yeah, you but say I don't think that. anyone else has quite a... I don't know. He had that pooling. Christmas, that pool, that Christmas for Alfie Moon. This yeah, Christmas we true. just had. But no, Pauline was a big, big heel turn, wasn't it? Really, and it just ended up being mm. a much different character. Glimpses of her past kind of clicked in now and then when she showed affection, but especially near the very end, it was that was mm. the end of her. The line was drawn. It was. But I mean, let us know if you have any memories of Pauline. Yeah. Any favourite storylines or things you didn't like about her? Because we'd like to hear. Whatever, whatever else thought of Pauline Fowler. Yeah, definitely. Send us a tweet at EastEnders Week or find us on Instagram at EastEnders Weekly Podcast. Or you can go to our Facebook group, just search EastEnders Weekly Podcast or email EastEndersWeekly at gmail.com. And also give us any suggestions of any characters you'd like us to delve into seeing yeah. their first and last ever episodes of. Of course. So hope you enjoyed and we'll do someone else next week. <laughs> So, Ben, I see you're sporting a, a attractive T-shirt there and a baseball cap and drinking your hot <laughs> coffee from a mug. Mm, don't forget my apron and my pillow. Oh, and your pop socket. <laughs> yes, and they've all got the same design on them. Some might say it looks quite plain with wearing all of them, but I wouldn't say that. I'd say you look stylish and fashionable. Mm. Queen Vic. The Queen Vic bust, an mm. exclusive design that was drawn for the EastEnders Weekly Podcast merchandise store, which you can find by going to shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash EastEnders Weekly Podcast. Right, so next up we have a, another mini storyline this week. Yes. Of the Ahmed sisters. Which seems really, I said this last week, seems really surprising to me that I'm saying that this is a short storyline for the Ahmed sisters. Slow this, and steady. wins the race they always seem to never have a big story and i don't really understand why they're getting there they're building up this adam weird relationship with yeah i mean i don't mind the story in fact i'm finding this quite intriguing Mm. every time adam is involved it seems to not go anywhere like they don't seem to want to do anything Mm. even though he's there it's really weird but um it is odd this relationship because they were brought up what was it as his like foster uncle did no i think they were brought say? up i'm sure he said they were brought up like brothers and sisters because mm. honey got a bit because she said oh uncle i mean brother i mean uh, like, yeah it was a bit weird so there's obviously like a family they were brought up as mm. but like there seems to be some weird like flirtation between her and adam and she seems to not like honey and want 
Adam to be single. Yeah, know, one really honey out the way. I mean, and Ikra seems to think it's normal as well. Like, I don't think Ikra's really noticing it. Or if it? she is, she, well, if she is noticing it, I don't think she concerns it as her business. I think she's, mm-hmm. she it's realizes... hard to tell because we don't know much about both the sisters yet no, to no. know which one, what they're thinking of each other. I mean, Ikra's plan so far on the square has just to be horrible make, no to be yeah to be me <laughs> yeah yeah just to upset everyone but also to kind of make a money and make a life on the squares and start again while habiba i think is a little bit she doesn't setting roots down isn't her plan it's kind of just to have a no. bit of fun and do do what she needs to get by and just to carry on mm. you know her kind of looser life yeah but um she's she's says something like quite horrible about honey and billy's in the bar and he overhears well, yeah, so this the whole conversation is basically Adam and Habiba and Honey talk to one another and Honey feels like she's embarrassed herself in front of um, Habiba um, and Adam reassures her, which is quite nice of Adam, actually, which is not, un- you know, because we've seen Adam being a little bit condescending mm. to her and he says, oh, no, you haven't made yourself an idiot. And then cut straight. I must it say, funny, it was a great yeah. cut. You cut straight to the Vic and Habiba going, what an idiot. And so <laughs> talking about honey mm. and Billy overhears from the bar. Yeah, you say that's quite nice of Adam, but I think he likes the fact that pe- honey's stupid or silly. I think he likes that. I mean, honey's not stupid. She's no, but like to him, but she's not intellectually mm. intelligent the same way that Adam feels as though he is so mm. he feels more superior because he was her. kind of smirking when he said that and i thought no he likes the fact that he's more intelligent than honey he likes that because it's like mm. a control he has on her Meh. so i think he is still being evil i mean i think he's just trying to keep honey on side and like i say this is kind of leading to something with him and habiba mm. i think him and habiba is going to be i don't want an affair i want something juicier <laughs> yeah i think this I don't know if it'll be an affair. I don't know. I just think that there's something there's something in the past between them. Mm. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. I, I don't know. I just can't put my finger on it. Maybe he's. You know, they maybe did something when she was a bit underage or something. There's something there. It's like in the market when she texted him and he kept looking out the cafe door, wondering if she was going to come mm. into the cafe. And he was he was eager to have her attention yeah, on him. Very strange. This, like you said, Adam seems to maybe want people to pay him attention. And so he likes it from Honey. And he, now he wants it from Habiba. Mm. So it's, it's almost an ego thing, egotistical thing for him. Yeah, it is interesting. I just mm. want it to get going yeah same it seems well, so like everything with habiba and ikra i just want to see get going yeah. i just want to learn more about them now mm. Un- unfold some layers please yeah, maybe their dad will turn up or something and it will fire things off maybe something like they're running away from their dad they owe him money maybe he needs to turn up to start the story get the story going maybe yeah. adam will bump him off i don't know oh, not everything has to be a murder then yeah with adam protect his habiba I mean, we've got so many candidates to be like with the whole serial killer plan. We got Stuart, we got Rainey, we got Adam. They've all. I, they're all I think candidates. I feel Rainey's going to be a victim. Oh, we'll, we'll, Stuart, get, we'll get to that a bit we'll later. See. Mm. Next up, uh, we've got a storyline with Bailey and Keegan and Karen and Mitch. Mitch is still around. Still not being confirmed as a full-time character, which is upsetting me. No, and obviously the word has got round to Karen as well, because she does accuse him of maybe running away again this week. Uh, and so she yeah. kind of tries to settle him down a little bit by teaching him how to cook a tin of beans. <laughs> um, and, uh, As if know, he's never cooked ironing. beans before. I think she was being a little bit ironic. I don't she? think she was being entirely a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, we've got more of an insight into Bailey's care life and obviously karen's now more involved in that mm. and she wants she gets invited to a party bailey does but she says she's too tired to go but she's 
instead she's hoovering up at the house and doing everything for her mum. Yeah, her number one concern is always her mum, Dina. And and also, I think there's a little bit in Bailey where she didn't want to go to the party because she feels a bit like an outsider at her school. Mm. I mean, she doesn't go to the classes all the time. She's always having to take time off yeah. school to look after her mum. So going And to... she's too grown up in a way. Like, she probably... Yeah, she might look down at them a little bit. Not, look Not down, deliberately, but, um... but feels a bit better or feels like she's grown out of it. Yeah, like, doesn't have anything in common with kids because mm. she's... She's like a 40-year-old woman, kind of. Yeah. I mean, she's still got that child side to her. Like, she plays the card tricks that she Mm. was first introduced with. And so she's got that kind of playful side to Mm. her. But she does seem to get on better with Keegan than she does with kids her own age. Even when she was in the football Mm. club, she didn't really get on with them. Yeah, I think that's because it's her brother. I think she's been waiting to have some sort of family to hang on to, hasn't she? Because obviously for her mum, she loves her mum, but that's she's caring for her. So she may have lost that family side of things but i mean i just do not trust mitch as far as i can throw him the second he said to karen so uh have you decided about looking after bailey like if she said yeah. oh yeah i will he'd be like okay and then he'd be off probably i know what you mean i yeah, feel the same I do way not trust him. he's like he's just planting the the seeds of necessi- necessity in order yeah, to for him to go get yeah his 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 out mm. and uh karen took keegan over as well to um like show him how hard bailey works and how hard her life is compared to his yeah i mean keegan seems to just get lessons from um his <laughs> his elders doesn't he so he has a lesson from carmel when she oh, yeah, said that, weird that, <laughs> yeah. that was the weirdest when thing she in said the world. that he'd killed someone <laughs> and then he hadn't and now <laughs> yeah oh dear well well and then he gets this lesson from his mum karen saying that you know look what Bailey's had to live with for most of her young mm. life and compared to you know this one blip in your life really you need to sort yourself out which he does take on board to be fair to him yes finally so he he's like admits that he wants to see someone professionally yes and she sort of not laughs it off but she doesn't really no. believe him at first and then he says it again to her yeah. and she's like oh okay you actually mean this and she says she's proud of it she mm. says remember that time when we won that pie eating competition oh, yeah. or something I'm more, no we were the loudest yeah. group in the pub <laughs> we the i'm loudest. prouder than that moment <laughs> yeah <laughs> of all moments yeah remember, remember when we just completely destroyed a pub that day yeah i'm more proud now <laughs> that time when you filmed louise getting in a bus crash i'm more proud than that moment <laughs> <laughs> absolutely i'd feel yeah, the that same was a weird way. one but um yeah so he's getting help because it must be coming up to the year anniversary of Shaquille soon, mustn't it? In a few months. Yeah, well, it's the FA Cup final. Yeah, it was so was it May, wasn't it? May, yeah, June time. Like that. Yeah. The Royal Wedding, whatever mm. that was. Oh, gosh, yeah. But, like, so it must know. be coming to a year soon. Mm. So, you know, there's Bex and Kush to happen. Yeah. And Keegan getting his help from finally talking about Shaquille. So. I mean, I'd like to see some scenes, actually. I hope they don't just kind of blow it away and say have Keegan come into the square every now and then and said oh I've just had my <laughs> I've just had my therapy session and uh I'd like to see actually scenes with Keegan having the sessions yeah and talking it through mm. and what his feelings and stuff are a bit like what Haley had but maybe done a little bit less <laughs> like oh I throw know. away yeah yeah throw away and less like people watching from the window you mm. know actually done night uh, you know nicely and and again it could be linked with a whole knife crime story it could be you know it could show the victim of knife crime in a mm. in a bit more reflective way because well, we don't we've not really had the aftermath of that no that's what much. exactly they kept when they announced the storyline they said we're going to show what it's like for the families mm. after which mm. you never see so hopefully they show us what it's like for the families yeah. after yeah. and um don't just brush it away and he'll forget about it but i mean you do wonder like what's he going to do like career-wise 
because he's like coming to the end of school now or college. Like they never seem to mention that with the kids on EastEnders. I mean, EastEnders has its own kind of microclimate of employment if you think about it like there's what five six places and they all tend to work there there's mm. the council that occasionally gets mentioned but they've done some cuts recently they get fired. yeah exactly um i mean keegan will probably find a job i can imagine Doing keegan odd work like mitch well no i can cut yeah maybe odd job i can kind of imagine keegan starting his own something do you know what I mean? Like mm. finding startup business. Yeah, they'll do like the storyline similar to what they did with Ian and Masood, and have like someone who comes in and wants to start like new young businesses to give mm. them a first, you know, push into the market. I can imagine him doing something yeah. similar to that. Because they always show him as like this. He's quite hot-headed and gets angry quickly, doesn't mm. he? Like maybe they'll say that he has something that he can get his frustration on. Like he becomes an artist or graffiti artist or, or boxing. A boxer yeah. or I don't know like something maybe they're going to do something like that well, they could reopen the boxing club Ronnie's boxing club yeah they should uh, bring it back was it Michael Moon and Ronnie ran it didn't they I think Jack they... I was think it Jack end, oh okay yeah, they named it after Jim his dad Jim's Jim no he was Genius. Um, he had a nickname didn't he Jim because he was a boxer it was like Buster Boxing Branning or it was something <laughs> like that oh I'd like that yeah, I bring that, that back I, yeah. I, I, I I vaguely remember the boxing club, but I also yeah, remember... Try and blank it out. Yeah, it wasn't something that interested <laughs> me, even at the time. No, that's right. Right, right so next the nation's, up, um, we've second got favourite game. game show. And it's of not the highly requested one that everyone keeps We're asking for. I knew you'd say that. So, uh, why are yeah, you making the uh, public are you for another edition of that? The longer you wait, the better it tastes. Wow. Okay. So we are going to play Libby Fox's Degree of Excellence. Okay, are you ready? Were you paying attention this week? Yes, yes, I was. I was actually, I was paying a lot of attention. Well, obviously I was paying attention watching the episode. But yes, I, but I, were you paying attention? Well, I did. I took him a lot more because I was really enjoying the week as well, so. Well, I hope you're looking at things that were happening in the background. <laughs> mundane things of EastEnders, because this is what Libby Fox's Degree of Excellence is all about. I mean, you when you when if you were writing this game a year ago, mundane things was just a matter of fact. But nowadays, it's it's very hard to pick them out. Well, I've been asked by our listeners to make the games harder, because apparently they're too easy. Well, So my version of harder is irrelevant. <laughs> well, I mean, everyone says they're easy. For them, maybe. But for me, I... When I you have a clock, it's, it's very difficult, isn't it? Well, you're right. The mm. only thing you do, you panic. But I, I, if I, as long as, yeah, as you say, as long as I haven't got pressure on my side, I'm, I'm okay. Okay, right. So it's multiple choice. I'm going to ask you six questions which are relating to episodes which happened this week. So it should be fresh in your mind. Mm-hmm. Okay, number one. What board game was on the shelf in Jean's Caravan? Oh, for goodness sake. Was it A, Monopoly? B, Cluedo? C, snakes and ladders or d guess who now i'm going purely on the premise that three of those are like trademarked names and one of them is like the cornflakes of board games so anyone can just release a version of it so i'm going to say c snakes and ladders that is correct thank you right question two what drink did kathy have when martin and her were saying cheers to pete and pauline's birthday Okay. Did she have an orange juice, a tomato juice, a pint of beer, or a clear liquid? Well, I, my f- initial answer was going to be, it, it, because it was to Pete and Pauline, Pete did enjoy a gin. 
<laughs> and that's a clear liquid, so I'm going to say D, clear mm. liquid. Not a beer, because that's what Martin has. Did they share the same? No, because Martin would have drank beer. Oh. I, I don't think Kathy would have drunk a no. beer. No. That's incorrect. Oh. It was A, orange juice. Oh, damn. Question three. What time did Mel receive her phone call from Hunter? <laughs> what? On her phone, what time did the phone the phone call come through? I mean, can I just say that is an amazing scene? It was very good. Although it would probably say very that. Very atmospheric. Was it A, 10.29am, B, 10.30am, C, 10.31am, or D, 10.32am? I mean, you could have at least spread them. They're like a minute apart. This is just a stab in the dark. Um, I'm going to say, I think it's unlikely it's going to be precise. So it's, I'm ruling out 10.30 immediately. Okay. Um uh 10:30 i reckon that if we, if i was thinking of real life then phone call time would probably be say between this time and this time and hunter probably would want to phone his mum quite quickly so if it was between 10:30 and 11:30 <laughs> then it would either be 31 or 32 and because hunter's probably getting bullied hard in prison right now i'd say 10:32 that's incorrect yep the uh, correct answer was 10.31. Oh, so my logic was right. I've got the logic. I just don't get the final <laughs> part right. You're enjoying the harder version of the quiz. <laughs> right, question four. What was the name of the caravan park Jean was hiding at? Ooh. Was it A, Abbey Palace, B, Orange Acres, C, Kent Park, or D, Golden Fields? They were all ones that were mentioned, weren't they? They were, yeah. yeah. On um, Shirley's Google. Yeah, not Google, searchwise.net. <laughs> Um, bum, 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 bum. Uh, what was the water field? What was that one called? A, Abbey Palace. Yeah. B, Orange Acres. C, Kent Park. Or D, Golden Fields. I'm going to say Golden Fields because it's got connotations of something else. <laughs> that is correct. Oh, you're ready for me. You're just like Big Mo, aren't you? I am. Right. Mind in the gutter. Question five. What Whitney Houston song did Honey quote to Habiba? Okay. Was it A, I Will Always Love You? B, I have nothing. C, the greatest love of all. Or D, why does it hurt so bad? I believe the children are our future, Ben. <laughs> it's the greatest love of all. That's correct. C, greatest love of all. I took, I paid attention there because Adam was on screen. That's why. Adam and honey. <laughs> right, last question. How many people, including Rainey, were at the narcotics meeting? Oh, for goodness sake are you actually going to number these seven eight nine or ten was it a eight (sighs) b nine nine yeah (laughs) c ten or d eleven right um okay so there was obviously Stuart and rainy that's two um (laughs) i remember there was a guy with a beard and long hair three there was a what seemed to be a couple because they were holding hands i think so that's Mm. five there was a tattoo woman with like she had weird eyes do you know she had like black eyes no i didn't (laughs) Did. Go back and look. Do you reckon it? <laughs> she had like weird contacts in and tattoos all over. What, what, what? Her eyes were black. Mm. Oh, her, I thought you meant like the around her eyes, eyes. like no, she beaten or something. Oh, very odd. The whole of her eyes. You don't reckon she's had that ink injection into her whites of her eyes? Do you? Don't know. But that's not the question. Sorry, no, it's not. So anyway, the first five I remember seeing in shot. So I'm I'm gonna again. They're in a circle. Weren't they? With this is it. They're in a circle. Mm. So I'm gonna double that <laughs> and add with eleven an option. It's A8, B9, C10, D11. I'm saying 11. Are you sure? Is that your final answer? (laughs) Yes, I'm sticking to it. That's correct. D11. Lovely. It was really difficult to count them because there's so many different shots. 
But I'm here it. for people to do it for them. <laughs> so there you go. You got four out of six. Mm, that's Not a pass. a Libby Fox degree of excellence, though, I'm afraid. I would have got a first, a second or something for that, I think. Cause that's, no, that's not, not a Libby Fox degree of excellence. <laughs> that's a Bex degree of excellence. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bex, Bex but you did be better than last time, because last time you got a Robbie degree of excellence. So I you're thought better. I did better last time. No, I don't think so. Mm, I'll put my logic head on this week. <laughs> It was much better. Well, there you go. I hope you enjoyed this week's edition of Libby Fox's Degree of Excellence. So there you go. Four gold stars for your results. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe you'll go to the same uni as Bex. Oxbridge. She's still studying. <laughs> Three weeks now she's been studying now. Yeah. Heading books. For, for what, we don't really know. It seems to be a different subject each week. This week it was science. Last week, I think it was, like, mechanics. I don't really know. I don't know. I don't keep up with Bex. I'm, I'm afraid she's not the yeah, hot I topic. Yeah, I feel the end is near for Bex, like, to be written out. <laughs> she's off soon. Yeah. Something's going to happen. She's um, going to go travelling yeah, after a fair of cushions revealed. Oh, no. Stop. Look, this, I tell you, you're looking, you're finding something that's not there. I'm sorry. Just like Bex and Kush. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, so we had um, Stuart cozying up to Sonia and Bex. They seem quite pally at the moment, don't they? Yeah, Sonia seems to trust him yeah, implicitly. Bex loves him, sees him as a new Robbie. Well, he has been really nice to Bex, to be fair. Bex, every time she has a crisis or a breakdown, Sonia's like, right, I've got a double shift, and leaves. <laughs> and Stuart's, Stuart's, oh, don't worry about it, it'll all be okay. He just hangs around. Yeah, bought a chocolate. Work. You know, he's been really friendly. I think if, if anyone's going to start a relationship, I think Bex and Stuart <laughs> is the ones to look for. Can't help who you fall in love with. No, <laughs> you can't. Although she did give him that, that love advice she gave um, was just... I know, it was so stupid. It was like, she's a married woman. She's like, yeah, but that's on her. Yeah, <laughs> I, was I like, know. What? Yeah, just be happy. Just do it. It's like, wow, Bex. Wow. Mm. Step back a second, please. I'm starting to believe Mr. Price. Yeah. <laughs> He was all right. Wow, that's a... That's Poor a, Mr. Price. I know, that's a throwback and a half. Career ruined for no reason. But almost ruined. He left just before they had the that's chance true. to ruin it. <laughs> locker back in a locker, that's what I say. Uh, and we also have the ongoing uneasy scenes of when you have Rainy and Stuart together, which you just don't know what's going to happen, so you're just scared oh, every time it happens. Them. I absolutely love them because it's like a roller coaster. One minute you think they're going to... You just don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, you? there's going to be an alliance. They're going to do something together. They're plotting. They're planning. They hate each other. The next minute they friends. hate each other. Yeah, it's just so... But then that's their mental state, isn't it? That's mm. the way their heads work. They're hot and cold. They're just constantly just wanting to thrash each other and then there's a million pounds floating around which doesn't help well no that's true but dot's got no one to give it to <laughs> apart from dotty and charlie and charlie's daughter yeah she's got all sorts you of families she's adopted through the years so there's quite a few people they could give it to but no rainy's like that she'll just give it to a cat charity talking of which where's dave well i know robbie's not there now so there's no reason for dave not to be home i mean he could just be on the countertop or <laughs> just sitting around in the calf Giving giving Bex a bit of comfort while she's studying. Yeah, that would help her study. She's gone. Gone. Moved on. I tell you what, I just thought of a new feature. It's similar to a feature we've done a couple of weeks ago, but it's called Where's Dave? <laughs> Doesn't have the same ring to it. No, maybe not. No, that's awful. Um, So Rainy goes to a meeting again and Stuart's there. Yes. And Rainy like, opens her heart and then sees that Stuart's there. She also opens the packet of biscuits and takes about seven. Mm. Ongoing theme this week, biscuits. Well, she does I say... mentioned a lot with well, Jean she... as well. Yeah. well. yeah, that's true. But Rainy does say that biscuits are better than crack, mm. um, which I'm inclined to agree with her on, <laughs> especially if you get a nice custard no cream. Comment. 
<laughs> nothing to Can't relate. To. Yeah, no. And then Stuart like says like another weird like story, but kind of openly saying sorry to her, but in like a weird cryptic way, so no one else knows. Yeah, it was indirect, mm. but it, he looked at her as he was telling the story where he wronged someone and mm. he realised what he had done. Yeah, so she's feeling all alone because Max still isn't talking to her. Max is in France still. He is. With a new woman. Giselle. A blonde I mean, woman, of course. Could there be a more appropriate name for someone? Giselle. God. Might as well, it's like the Mary Magdalene, the, you know, <laughs> comparison. I'm so sick of him. Even though Max <laughs> isn't even on screen, I'm sick of him. It's like... I'm not missing him. Rub- Oh, he's awful. Yeah, I'm not missing him. And on Twitter, no. either the end of last week or the beginning of this week, I said on there, is anyone missing Max? And it was a resounding no. Mm. So I'm sorry, but I don't think he's necessary anymore. No, he's had he's his not. ending, if you think about it. He's got what he wanted, baby Abby, and he's found a new woman, because of course <laughs> he has. And so that's, you know, that's it. That's it. That's Max ending. That's mm. his happy ever after, really. Yeah. And even Jack isn't even like on his side. Even Jack Branning. <laughs> that's true. Was like, there's only one person Max cares about, and that's himself. Yeah, yeah. His so, own family. Yeah, so I just, just don't. Because Rainey's a thousand times better without him. The character mm. is just re- brilliant. When she's let loose is when Rainey is at her peak. So yeah, I just don't want him to come back. He can stay on his tour. It, well, it's hardly a tour, is it? He's hardly gone that far. If it, going I mean, Jake to... Wood can stay on his oh, tour. Oh, I see. I see. Oh, don't be horrible to Jake Wood. It's not his <laughs> fault. It's Max. It's Max's fault. Going to Paris and just <sighs> being Max in Paris. That, that could be a spin-off, Max in Paris. No, <laughs> I won't be watching. Oh, There's no red water. Mm. Um, but yeah, she kind of hinted, like she invites him over to the car lot um, and he gets a new shirt on. And yeah, new aftershave, has a wash. <laughs> mm. After Bex's chat with him and she yeah. sort of hints that they should maybe try and take Dot's money. Yeah, so she refers to the fact that a line that Stuart had said last week, that is that he likes to live up to people's expectations of him. So if people think that he's a nasty piece of work and horrible, then he will become that character. Mm. Um, almost like Kirby taking in a character in a Nintendo game and then taking their ability, <laughs> if you like. Mm. And Rainey says, well, you're the same. and We're kind of one of the same thing then because we're we're one of the same in the sense that I'm people have this expectation of me not to be a good character and so perhaps we should just prove them all right and maybe concoct a plan and take dot's money Mm. and uh, keep it for ourselves but she's not meaning it or is she do you think do you think she's at a desperate point now where she thinks oh i'm just going to try and get it i mean we're at this point where we still don't really know if rainy is playing Stuart. if this is all a game she must be and yeah she's just trying to prove because she did say that that dot means nothing to her but then last week she was saying that Dot means everything to her. Mm. I mean, Max has hurt her. And obviously Max is her link to Dot and the Branning family. But I don't know. It's it's difficult to tell whether this is a plan of Rainey's to kind of out Stuart or whether she's genuine. And she a year ago, she was saying about how she doesn't want any money. And she was tra- wanting she was, Abby. she was wanting baby Abby mm. for the plan. So is that a kind of a signal to say this is a, a plan that she's got against Stuart? I don't know, because he then comes back to her later in the night. She still hasn't locked her door. No. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, she knocks. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So she's learned. Um, <laughs> and um, he says to her, you know, don't don't test me. And he, he breaks out her and says, don't hurt Dot. Mm. And she goes, oh, see, I knew he was in there. Yes, that so side So it kind of you. says to me that she was testing him. Like, it's all a thing. She wants him to get caught out. Yeah, but does but does she want him to get caught out? Or is this a plan, a genuine plan for her to, you know, become a team with Stuart? I mean, I said I've said this a few times. I would love there to be a Stuart and Rainey story where they become like this 
evil character on the square and you know murderous intentions perhaps i just i would like to see that because you don't see couples you don't see murdering couples they wouldn't gain anything from murder well no but if people start to work out what they're trying to do Mm. i mean go to max that's one option max is one option i think (laughs) you saying there's not much left for bex no i don't want to sound morbid but don't you think but the relationship he's making with bex bex is one of the last bill founders you can't get rid of her well, so no. there's been a lot of bills that no. got killed. I'm just what putting would Kenny it out do? <laughs> Kenny wouldn't care, not for Bex. <laughs> no, you can't kill Bex because she's the bloodline of Bill Fowler. You can't. That's not. No, they not though, really, no. because the more direct one is Bobby and no Martin's son. Um, Martin's, <laughs> Martin's daughter is Bex. So they can't kill her. But they, there's and nothing she's the only for Bex. One. There's nothing for Bex on the square. Yeah, I know. They're, they're writing be... it that she's leaving. Why not write it that she leaves with a bang? <laughs> no. All right, well, you think Kush and Bex are going to have a relationship. Yeah, just you wait. Well, just you wait then. <laughs> we shall see. Maybe they will get in a relationship and Kush protects Bex over Stuart and he ends up dead. No, because they won't. I don't think they. I, their plan... In, this is only a theory. I'd like to make this clear. This is only a theory. Clearly. Their, <laughs> no, I think it's a good... Anyone who agrees with my theory, please get in touch. Um... I think the plan with Stuart is a long-term goal now because they've kept him on. And as you said, his 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 annual his year contract is about to come up and it's there's no signs of him leaving. So there's more... Kate Oates wants to do more with Stuart because his story had ended and they've restarted a story mm. with him now. So there's more to him. And I don't think they could ever make Stuart redeem himself. It's just not in his nature. So... To have Stuart and Rainey with this storyline, I think it just could go all the way. I think it's two, three years to plot. I do. No, I think Rainey would end up being one of his victims. And goodbye, Beck. Maybe near the middle part of it, because he realised that he can do it without Rainey. So, but to start with, I think him and Rainey, maybe not kill then, but maybe him and Rainey will be this, you know, evil mm. schemes. They take money from people and maybe. steal from people. I, I just, This is how I envision it anyway. <laughs> Only time can tell, I'm afraid. Yes. And time is running out. So we are next up onto our last story of the week, which is Ruby and Jay, which is a very mini story. I'm kind of repeating the one they had from last week where... So she's acting a bit odd still. I'm not really understanding Ruby. Because like she said to Stacey she had like a date with some guy called Justin. But I'm not sure if that was fake and she was meeting someone secretly about something. She had another phone call where she said, don't worry about the plan, it's... I'll be there. It's all sorted. Mm, I think in retrospect that Justin was actually a business meeting. I think... An actual business meeting. Yeah, an actual business meeting. And mm. But but they really didn't have very much to do with Jay because Jay felt as though that he was being set up by Billy. Billy. Big Nose. Yeah, Billy Big Nose. <laughs> because he asks... Well, Ruby asks him for a drink. Or you don't really know who asks who, really. Mm. It's kind of left that they meet in the Vic and they but they knew they were meeting each other in there. And everything seems to be fine between them. And then all just all of a sudden, Jay kind of gets up and says, yeah, really I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't, I would stay with you if there was like a million. They paid me. Yeah, they paid me. It's really weird. Like he suddenly had that outburst. Yeah. Went up to Billy, had a go at him and then stormed out the mm. Vic. It was really strange. And he, he said that, you know, he was embarrassed because he realised that Billy gave her the idea to ask him, mm. which he had, but it wasn't direct. No. And then he said to her that weird scene at night time, which again, wonderful lighting. <laughs> Lovely. Um, Good for the skin. 
it was really good. But um, he said something like, oh, I just wanted you to be honest with me. I don't know where you are or where I stand. And she seemed to not really know what he was going on about. And yeah. It's all a bit confusing, this storyline now. I mean, they did mention earlier in the week also that Ruby's court case is coming soon. There's mm. lots of court cases coming up, isn't there? There is. So, you know, Ruby's head is still a little bit muddled. Mm. Um, I know a lot of people are also quite upset with the way they've dismissed the Ruby's the allegations against Ruby's story has mm. um, kind of just been just shoved under the carpet as if they, it can't be justifiable that she could have maybe done something wrong too. Mm. I mean, you don't know that's been swept under the carpet no. yet, really. But, you know, he dropped the charges and the police officer yeah, said to Ruby that, you know, you should go forward, da, 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 da. And, you know, it, it's he been argued... Be a surprise witness at the court <laughs> We No, that's true. That's true. We don't know that. Yeah, because if, know. It, yeah, if his solicitors who's against Ruby had heard about you know, the case being put against yeah. Ruby, perhaps they brought him in then. Yeah, mm. that's a very good point. Maybe he's a surprise witness. You don't know it's been dropped yet, so mm. you can't jump to conclusions because things can take weeks on EastEnders sometimes. That's true. But that's the beauty of the soap because mm. t- things can take time to nourish. Yeah, it's just it's just all a bit weird, her and Jay. I don't know whether they're changing it because Lola's coming back and they want Jay and Lola to be together or something. So they're ending the Ruby and Jay thing now, mm. maybe. I th- yeah. It seems a bit weird and a bit... But it gives, but again, it gives Ruby nothing to stay for. I mean, I know it's well, a really thin thread to stick around for, but but other than her court case, what? Stace. Although Stacey's leaving soon as well, so. Well, yeah, but also Stacey's busy doing other things. Mm. Even Ruby says, it's like, I'm surprised you've got the time to think about me. True. Mm. She hasn't. She's looking after her mum. She's looking after Kat. She's looking after, she's looking after everyone. She's become mm. almost the matriarch of the Slater family. Yeah, well, I know, I think it's next week or the week after, there's a storyline with Ruby and Phil, which is weird. And, mm. like, people only ever go to Phil for dodgy reasons. So there's something happening there. And Kate Oates said that, oh, we're not forgetting she's Johnny Allen's daughter. So okay. that, there's obviously something Well, isn't there a character up. being, we, last week they are introducing a character who is going to be, like, a rival to Phil? Yes. So could it be that link somewhere? I think he's part of the Ben story, but... Oh, okay. Oh, cool. Don't know. Yeah. But you only ever go to Phil for dodgy reasons, don't you? Well, money, fake passports, or... Hitman. Yeah, Hitman, (laughs) or to get a job. Yeah. Yeah. Or someone to go missing in a van. So, (laughs) yeah, it's interesting to see what her and Phil will um, get up to together. Hmm. Very interesting. I didn't know that, so that's that's intriguing. Mm. It's all coming out here. It is. All the scoops. You're the, the fountain of knowledge, aren't you? Right, so next up we have got our... Who won the week poll result? You know me, I ain't one to gossip. So, yes, it's the time of the end of the show when we have a look and find out who our listeners believe has won the week. We also read out any messages that we've had on our social medias this week. But before we do any of that, Ben has stepped out of that time wormhole and found some stories that happened in the past on this week in EastEnders. Mm. Still going on the this time last year because itv don't seem to mind so (laughs) or know nothing about (laughs) it so this time last year 12th of march 1992 guess what it's pete and pauline's birthday oh is it i wouldn't have known there was no reference to it in this year this week's episode well they live on in my heart (laughs) we've had such a pauline heavy show this week i love it um so pete and pauline's birthday pauline hasn't got a card from arthur Oh. Kenny sent one from New Zealand. Did he? Arthur couldn't even get one. Why did he forget that that old chestnut? <laughs> Not heard that since 1986. <laughs> um, um, she's working on her own in the cafe. She's all stressed. Happy birthday, Pauline! Oh dear. So, uh, Pete, 
Don't worry, sis. I'll take you out for a Vic. Ah, no, I won't. I'll go on my own. Bye. So, um, yeah, they go to the Vic and have fun. They dance. They get very drunk. You were going to say. (laughs) Dancing in circles around the Vic. Arthur's at home Mm. trying to do a surprise meal for her. Oh, see, this is what happens (laughs) if you don't tell someone that you know it's their birthday. Just don't (laughs) He's put on his best suit. Oh, has he? Mm. Is it a bit threadbare? Is there, like, little moth holes in, like, the trousers where he's not worn it for a few months? No, it's quite good, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Michelle's done it up a bit i think actually we do know she's a dab hand on the typewriter mm. and the sewing machine <laughs> um so yeah they then come home drunk and find out arthur's been waiting this whole time <sighs> um so pauline says it's all right arthur i'm gonna go upstairs and then we'll go for me <laughs> that's how she talks <laughs> of course and then pete pete we went to the chip so <sighs> pete so yeah pauline's very upset but Arthur finds out that she's already eaten and can't oh, go for a minute. No. So it's a very exciting year in 1992. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Next up, 12th of March 2003. Oh. Natalie Evans has told Barry she doesn't love him. She doesn't want to be with him. Oh, I love this episode. I remembered it. Yeah. She's going with Ricky. Mm. Her and Ricky are off. Because Ricky's not too sure whether they should release the secret just yet. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but on her way out, she's told everyone about this about in front of everyone in the Vic. Mm. Barry's crying in the toilets with Roy. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> um, Pat begs her to stay because he's a, he's a real man. Barry is not like Ricky. He wastes space just like his dad. Wow, my goodness, Pat was vengeful. <laughs> she was with Roy at this point, wasn't yes, she? Yeah. She was. Um, and on her way out, making a scene, Natalie Janine stops her and gives her a few little secrets. Oh, that Ricky slept with Sam last week. <gasps> <laughs> of course, Janine did. Yeah, her brother. She's dubbing in here. Yeah, and Pat is her. Stepmom, yeah, I know. his stepmom, sorry, yeah. Ricky's stepmom. So they all have it against care. Ricky. Poor yeah. Ricky. Um, so Natalie ends up thinking, No, screw you, Ricky. I'm yeah. going on my own. She leaves on her own. Wow, with baby. Have there they is had... a baby, yeah, yes. yeah. So, yeah, it's very exciting. Poor Barry, because I remember Barry, um, was he, he was a stay at home dad and he was more of a kid than the baby the baby was mm. and this really upset yeah because natalie kept coming home and she's like i was like having two babies yeah, yeah i remember mm-hmm. i do like natalie she's cool bring back natalie right 14th of march 2017 <gasps> what? it's like only yesterday <laughs> dennis knows michelle's secrets about preston and he's using everything against her to get everything he wants michelle was in the soap a year ago 2017 oh i'm Tuesday. sorry michelle was yeah. in the soap two years ago yeah New Michelle. Yeah, I, yeah, I know. I know New <laughs> um, Michelle. So yes, he's found out about her having that relationship with the American 16-year-old mm. and he's blackmailing Michelle, basically. So he gets video games because Sharon's oh, away abroad this. and Michelle's yeah. looking after Dennis for her. That's right. Um, and he goes to school and he phones her up and says, I've got a tummy bug. So he comes home. He goes, oh, my tummy bug's gone now, Michelle. Yeah. And he kicks his shoes off and he makes her buy her some new trainers. Wow. So, yeah, poor Michelle. She's very stressed. I'm not surprised. She's got a secret to keep, though, hasn't she? She's such a drip new Michelle. Mm. If that was old Michelle, she wouldn't take none of that. I don't know. She she was very worn down by the time she <laughs> left the soap, and she probably felt the same way in America. Well, she was kicked out of America, wasn't she? No, she but, had to flee, didn't she? She had to flee from the school because everyone found out about mm. her, her affair with the students. <laughs> yes. So... And then Dennis did. Should never be mentioned again, but I thought I'd mention it again. Right. Well, yeah, just to remind everyone. Oh, so, I mean, yeah. I love Susan Tully to come back. No, no. And again, nothing against the actress. It's just the way that they wrote her. It was it awful. Was the mis- it wasn't the Michelle, Michelle, basically. No, exactly. It might as well have just been a new, a new character, character altogether. Yeah. yeah, just didn't work out. I mean, all I remember of New Michelle was she did that scene in the laundrette when it was all kind of, you know, knocked, you know, closing, closing, and it was all 
damaged and she found that old photo behind the washing machine. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Silly. That was enough for me. Um, so there, that was um, who won previous weeks uh, throughout EastEnders. But, Not Michelle. But who won the week this week? The choices were Lily Slater or Fowler, as um, I corrected myself. <laughs> Gene Slater, Mel Owen, or Rainey Branning? Um, I'm going to change it up this week. Who do you think came last? Mel, probably. By an overwhelming, <laughs> by an overwhelming amount, Mel came dead last. Um, she scraped four votes, <laughs> and that was out of 152. That's not surprising, is it? No, it's a shame though. I mean, Mel wasn't that. I thought the scene in the cafe was amazing. <laughs> I did. I thought it was a good scene. Yeah, but Jean had like 20 good scenes. Yeah, true. So. But sometimes a little bit goes a long way. <laughs> anyway, so Mel came last with 3%. Third was Rainy. Again, surprised me a little bit oh, with Lily, 14%. Yes. Go Lily. Second was Lily with 23%. And Jean basically was the runaway winner with 57%. Makes um, sense. Yeah, some honourable mentions um, on Instagram at Matilda underscore Coates said the Taylors. Fair enough. At Awis dot Shash two thousand and two. I apologise <laughs> if I mess up anyone's names. Do get in touch and tell me how they're said for future. Uh, said I- I- Habiba and Ikra. Said Habiba and Ikra. At D Alderton two thousand and three said Stuart was great. And Vicky underscore Chat said Bailey. And at Liz R zero lls and tsso underscore besties both said stacy there's some good <laughs> names goodness. there on instagram isn't there so there are some honorable mentions um don't forget you can vote um on our facebook group as well just click on in and join us uh neve o'malley did that and she said i really want to see rainy and stuart team up so do i neve so do i <laughs> You're right. and leslie king says loved Jean. Gillian wright is an amazing actress she is. watch out soap awards yes absolutely maybe not this year but yeah, maybe the following year i don't for, yeah. think they're quite within yeah, the boundaries just about um don't forget you can also vote on our twitter at tv updated said i actually think the acting for lily was quite good this week i agree at ee sprite says probably keegan taylor coming to terms with why he is struggling and admitting he needs help yeah, I agree with that. At Little Miss Lost One said, you've got Jack and his turtlenecks clearly auditioning to be the milk train man. <laughs> Thank you for spotting that, Miss uh, Miss Lost. And I thought I'd finish with this one at Jasm Sank, who said, Mel who? Ooh, I know. That's cold. The that's almost as cold as all. Mel. That's, really, <laughs> that's absolutely right. Um, As I said, you can catch us on all the social media, well, I say all the social media, three social medias. You can find us on Twitter, at EastEnders Week, on Instagram, at EastEnders Weekly Podcast, and Facebook, just by searching EastEnders Weekly Podcast. It's a Facebook group, so you have to click to join. And this week, we posted a picture of the Carter family, and uh, a few people had a few comments to say about just how amazing they feel they are, or are not. <laughs> For instance, at Tremendous underscore TV says, I really miss Babe. Glad Shirley is getting more screen time lately. Love her friendship with Jean. And at Matt Dumas says the Taylor Baker Atkins will be the next EastEnders family. Oh, yeah. They're heading the show for the next two to three years, I feel. Mm. And uh, finally, (laughs) at Tattoo Blonde says Shirley and Babe are the only good ones. Resta, beep. Not good. Not as good. (laughs) Absolutely. My goodness. I know. Paul Carter. Paul from Grace. (laughs) Lots of... Oh, I uh, thought it was a nice photo. So sorry, everyone. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. We had a question this week as well Ooh. from at Irish Terence. Out of the energy. STL. He says, out of the current cast. Right. Snog, <laughs> marry, 
kill. Kill? Yeah. Not avoid? Nope. Snog, marry, kill. And he just like he said that his choice would be Snog Whitney, marry Ikra, and kill Honey. Well, Ikra would run away. Because she will get married. That's why she doesn't want to get married. So you're out of luck there, Irish Terry. <laughs> so go on, Ben. Who would you snog out of the current cast? Snog, current cast. marry, and kill. Hmm. Kill. We'll go to kill first. Yeah. Jack. No, Max. He's current cast. Yes, he's not officially left. No, fair enough. Um, Marry Jean. Because <laughs> I like Jean. She's nice. Yeah, she'd be dependent. She'd be good, nice. Although she doesn't like to be like the dependable type when she's in a married relationship. I'll marry um Big Mo. <laughs> oh God, because that'd be funny. Okay, fine. And I'll snog Kush to yeah. upset Big Mo. Oh, right, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Would you like to know what mine would be? Or Martin, actually. I quite like. Oh, I'll marry Martin. Obsession with Martin. I don't know. I have a thing for Martin you really recently. Gained this suit yeah. recently. I'll marry Martin, not Big Mo. She's off. Mm. Sorry, Mo. Sorry, your choice. <laughs> <laughs> well, my kill would be, again, Jack or Max. Why not both? Why not? I would marry Sharon. <laughs> so she could cheat on you. <laughs> I don't care. With the I'm, not there, I'm not there for the love, as it were. I'm there just for the uh, drinking. And I would snog. Ooh, Adam, maybe. Ooh, watch out. Adam, He'll or... put you down. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> Um, so yeah that's my choice any, uh, we'll retweet this tweet on Sunday um, and we'd love to hear what you guys think who would you like to snog marry and kill out <laughs> snog the marry current... and kill <laughs> I know it's so sudden isn't it out of the current cast uh, thanks at Irish Terrace for that brilliant question if any of you guys have a question do send them to us on our social medias on Twitter Instagram and Facebook or email at eastendersweekly at gmail.com oh <laughs> goodness that surprise does who's at the door Hopefully it's my gazebo, because I think I've finally made it now. Well, if there's been some air holes punched out of the box, then perhaps return it. 